Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You're listening to Got 'em Coach, the show that brings sneakerheads and ball players together. Now, here's your host, Tyrone Smith. Yo, what's really going on, man? I love when I get to get on the mic for another week because it means I got something I need to say. And I got something I need to get off my chest. And I got a very small chest. So it might not be much, but I got a kind of a big mouth, so it might be a lot. It depends on how I'm feeling right now. Right now, I'm 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 feeling about the size of a of a of a bear. So I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling big. So I'm feeling bold today. Like like I can conquer the world and just 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 man just. <laughs> oh gosh, here we go again with my buffoonery, man. I I don't understand it. I just go I go off the flow of how I'm feeling, man, and I'm feeling I'm feeling real energetic, probably from them uh from the Mountain Dews I had a little earlier. You know, they got the they got the red, white, and blue joints now, man. I mean, not like red, white, and blue Mountain Dew. Like when you pour it, it's like red, white, and blue. But like they got the red cans, they got the white cans, they got the blue cans. So I had to. I was feeling real patriotic since uh, Memorial Day is coming up, and it's actually gonna be uh, tomorrow or today, or it might have been yesterday, depending on when this episode goes up. Um, so yeah. So I was feeling real patriotic, man. So I had to drink. I had to drink three of them. So I'm, I'm a little off the wall right now. Um, so forgive me. Pardon my uh, <laughs> pardon what's going on, man. But look, enough of the small talk. Y'all already know what we here to do, man. We here to drop episode number ten, episode number five plus five, or two times five, or ten divided by ten. I don't know. <laughs> I know I'm about to get roasted for that one because I know that's not the right answer. Ten divided by ten is one, duh. But uh, we here, episode number ten. Got him, coach. We already, well, you already know. Well, we already know, man, because we we're we're in this together, man. We're one. We're one. I am your host, Tyrone Smith, aka Wrong to Exclusive, aka Mr. Sneaker Bandit, aka Mr. Hustle Bandit. Daytona 360 alive and in the flesh and y'all already know what I come to do I come to drop that Dylan Dillinger hot fire H-E-A-T y'all already know how I go baby so check this out man a lot going on man um Finals are coming up, man. This Thursday, June 1st, man. June 1st. First game of the NBA Finals. Cavs Warriors about to get it in for the third time, man. And it's gonna be it's gonna be a doozy, man. It's, it's gonna be a doozy. I, I like I like the Warriors chances this year, man. I think LeBron punked. I think LeBron baby crybabied his way into a Draymond suspension last year. And um, I think that was that was a big difference, man. That changed the momentum of the series. Kyrie and LeBron was able to go off, and even with Draymond coming back the next game, man, the momentum was already took because Golden State at home was supposed to take that game. And you know, anytime that you lose 
a championship clinching game the first time more often than not that's a um that's a that's a demoralizer that's a uh, that's a morale killer man i think they killed that morale i think they was finally able to figure out how to guard steph curry kind of keep him silent on hush mode they was able to keep clay thompson to an extent man jr smith really um kind of developed himself into a, a potential two-way player you know jr always been a, a shooter man he never like he never fought the shot he didn't like but uh last year he was able to kind of quit the clamps on curry a little bit you know curry was able to score a lot but it took him a lot of shots to get the points that he had kind of the same thing with clay he had to take a lot of shots to get the points that he had i think that the fact that draymond in a sense isn't any in, in really any hectic kind of a tic-tac flagrant versus technical situation to where he could potentially be suspended unless he just wanted to get rowdy with it and just collect all the texts and flagrants he wants to during the series and then um mess it up that way then uh i think i think the warriors would be good man i think the the, the addition of kevin durant to the team is just what's going to carry this team over the hump man because when you really think about the series when you look at draymond you don't look at draymond as a guy who's going to put up 25 you know you look at draymond he's probably going to give you about about 10 to 12 points about seven to eight rebounds seven to eight assists about two to three steals to about two or three blocks that's kind of what draymond is he's kind of like a it's kind of like a utility player if you look at baseball, you kind of have that utility player, the guy who can do a little bit of everything, play first base, shortstop, third base, left field, right field, catcher. I mean, he can be able to play a little relief pitcher. He can do a little managing, pass the popcorn out. He, he's one of those guys. He, he's a he's an all-around player, which is essential to what Golden State, what they do offensively with all the passing and all the cuts and things of that nature. So I think when you take – Harrison Barnes out of the lineup and you add a Kevin Durant in there it makes this particular series a little more it makes it a little more favorable for the Warriors because you can shut you can shut Steph down all right you you want to shut Steph down not let him do his thing that's fine if you want to hold Klay Thompson to a certain amount that's cool but then you got to worry about Kevin Durant and then you say all right we're gonna put LeBron on KD Kyrie still gotta in some way guard Steph Kyrie don't play no defense. <laughs> J.R. Smith, not really the defensive stopper that he once was. And don't tell me, oh, well, we could get Amon Shepard off the bench, really. That's not that's not going to do anything for you guys. Darren Williams, Richard Jefferson, no, it's not going to happen. So it's like it's, it, they really have a lot of where it's pick your poison. And then if they want to get to that death lineup, I haven't really seen, I haven't watched there. I'll be honest, I haven't really watched a lot of the playoffs. I've been really been catching highlights. Because of the fact that I've been so hectic and busy and doing all kind of crazy stuff and doing all kind of other stuff outside of watching basketball where I can only really catch highlights. And I will catch an occasional game. But um, I don't know how much they've been using that death line up that, 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 that they had last year with Harrison Barnes. Now with KD, in a sense, you really can't use... It's not really the same lineup um, per se because I think Sean Livingston was somehow, some way facilitated in that lineup. But now you got KD... You don't really have to facilitate him no more. But that death line will consist of a Draymond, KD, Sean Livingston, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry. You could throw Sean Livingston somewhere in that mix as well. Um, I just, I, I just like, I just like the death overall, man. I just, I just like their death. And a lot of people have been critiquing Golden State's bench. It's actually not that bad.
bad of a bench. I mean, when you look at who you got coming off the bench, you still you got your, 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 your two main bench guys with Sean Livingston and Andre Iguodala. JaVale McGee has revitalized his career. A lot of people thought he wasn't going to be able to do that. Not really a Shaq and the fool JaVale McGee that you're seeing this year, but a guy who's really contributing to a, a championship, potentially championship uh, winning team. Then you look at, um, I like McCall, and I also like Ian Clark. Kind of a, a younger upgrade of what they had in Barbosa and Brandon Rush. So I don't know what the what the big, big wolf is about Golden State's bench. I think they're going to do all right. I think they'll be able to put up the points when the starters will come out. I don't know how much the starters are going to come out, to be honest with you. Finals. I wouldn't be surprised if I see all 10 players play 48 minutes. I just would I would not be surprised if LeBron played 48 minutes. I would not be surprised if KD played 48 minutes. I wouldn't be surprised if Steph played. I, I just won't be surprised because this is it. The first of four is the champ. So you want your best players out there, but I feel like if it if if it gets if it gets a little hectic, if it gets a little hectic, if something was to happen, I feel Golden State can has enough to recoup more than what what Cleveland does because it's really just their starting five and that's it I mean Darren Woods he'll give you a little bit Richard Jefferson he'll, he'll give you a little bit but that's about it so uh give me Golden State in seven man I think it's gonna be a good series like I said I think LeBron is he's gonna he's gonna carry the team to some uh wins uh but I think overall man I think Golden State just has they just have too much they have too much power too much power now, it's going to be interesting to see how the offseason goes for Golden State because I don't, it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be interesting. They don't have, they don't have really, I mean, they got, I think they have, they have bird rights on uh, Livingston and Iguodala, so I mean, they can really go over the salary cap to sign those guys, but I think more so, their focus is going to be on Steph. His contract is uh, expiring. KD, he has a player option, so he'll be able to potentially uh, hit the market. I don't think he's gonna hit the market though. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how they how they uh, fill holes with this team once the season is over because they have a lot of free agents with Iggy and Sean Livingston, Steph, um, no not Clay, uh, Kevin Durant, I mean David West. I mean they just they have a lot of Javale McGee. They have a lot of holes that they're gonna have to fill. So it's gonna actually be interesting to see how they fill those holes with the very very they don't even have cap space they're they're, they're gonna pay the electric tax <laughs> so it's just gonna it's gonna be interesting to see there's gonna be a lot of um a lot of potential good players who may want to take that uh that pay cut to have a chance to play for a championship i think it's gonna be quite interesting to see how it goes man but um warriors in seven draymond is my mvp finals mvp facto but um yeah man um i'm ready to get it in man Ready to get it in. It's been it's been a good week. It's been a good week for your boys. It's been a good week for the brand. Y'all already know how I go down. When I rock, when I rock, I rock hard. Rock hard, rock hard, rock hard. Party like a rock star. <laughs> um I don't know, man. I don't really have too much to say. It ain't it ain't really too much to talk about, man. It's just it's it's time to get it's time to get to work, baby. It's time to get to work, man. Got him coach episode number 10, man. You already know what I come to do. Let's get right into the show. So we're gonna start off with a lot of a little interesting news that I uh, picked up this week. Um, actually, a couple interesting stories. Um, Derrick Rose, free aging guard to be for the New York Knickerbockers. 
is reportedly interested in going to the Minnesota Timberwolves and reuniting with his old coach Tom Thibodeau. Also, there is a there's potential mutual interest between Chris Paul and the San Antonio Spurs. What do I think of it? I think that Derrick Rose to the Timberwolves will be a really, 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 really good move. Here's why. Minnesota is deep. They're deep. They have one of the best one of the best 10 players in the league, in my opinion, in Carl Anthony Tiles. They have one of the top wings in Andrew Wiggins. They have potentially one of the best two-way guards in Zach Levine. Gorgie Jane, a guy who can step out with hit the mid-range, who also is a very, very good rebounder, shot blocker, and he can shoot free throws. It's rare to find a big man who shoots free throws over 75%. It's just it's super rare. So they have the pieces. What do they really need? They need a a guard, a point guard who can kind of maybe he, he can kinda, he can get his own shot, take the pressure off of Wiggins, and take the pressure off of Connor like many times. So they need that as well as they need veteran veteran leadership. Now here's where the negative comes in with a Derrick Rose going to Minnesota. The main reason you're looking for a point guard help is because of the fact Ricky Rubio cannot consistently stay healthy. Every single year, there's going to be something, whether it's an ankle or a knee or a wrist, or he's he's he's, he's going to stay hurt. You you you're not going to be able to count on Ricky Rubio for at least 20 games during the course of a season. You might as well pencil him in. It's just a matter of which stretches he going to miss. I mean, that's just what it is. Chris Dunn hasn't really lived up to his potential right now. And I get it. This was his first year. It was his rookie year. Guards, rookie guards, I think have a lot more. I would say they have a lot more of a learning curve in, t- in terms of t- translating their college game over to the professional games. Because I think when you're when you're a, when you're a college big coming to the NBA, NBA, I mean you're already big, so you you will be able you'll be able to kind of fit within the rotation as long as you're able to rebound play a little defense, uh, give, give, and just give quality minutes. I think with guards, because of the fact that they have to have to score a little more, it depends on what they're brought in there from college to group. Chris Dunn was brought in. He was brought in to lead. He was brought in to lead the team as well as play defense. Now, his defense is still on par with what he did in college, but his offensive floor general game hasn't really developed, and you, you have to give it time. You have to give it time. I think with Derrick Rose coming in, already knowing Tom Thibodeau, what he really expects from his guards, what Tom Thibodeau could expect from Derrick Rose, I think it would be a good move to bring in a veteran presence like that to a very, very youthful team. I think that, I want to say that a Derrick Rose acquisition will push Minnesota into the Western Conference elite, but it will put Minnesota, Minnesota in the talk for that potential Eight seed, seven seed, six seed, because you really have to see what Memphis is going to do over the course of the off season. Um, their their team isn't their 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 really old team, so you know they they're probably going to want to make moves to get younger and potentially begin a rebuild process. Um, Oklahoma City, 
you don't really know what you're going to get with Oklahoma City. They're over the cap limit. Um, they have a lot of parts that they have to try to figure out, i.e. in his cancer. Um, you you re-sign Victor Oladipo and Steven Adams to over $200 million worth of contract extensions. They with Victor Oladipo getting 90 and then Steven Adams getting the remainder of that. So you really have to kind of figure out what you're going to do there. On top of the fact of Russell, Russell Westbrook potentially re-signing another, getting another contract extension in the avenue of about 200 something million dollars he might be the first 40 million dollar nba player so you have to think about that i mean that that bottom half of the west is changing and i think with the fact that minnesota they're still growing and they have the pieces they may step into that realm if they get a derrick rose but then you'll have to figure out what you're going to do with ricky rubio because i don't think you can keep a derrick rose ricky rubio and chris dunn on the same team so somebody's and ricky rubio is probably going to be the the trade target mainly because he was a trade target uh, with Detroit. It's going to be a Reggie Jackson with Ricky Rubio trade. I think that would have been a good move for him, too, um, as well. And also, Chris Paul. Now, this one is going to be very interesting. Chris Paul to the Spurs. Now, the Spurs are going to have to make a couple moves to make this happen. Uh, mainly, Paul Gasol is going to have to opt out of his contract. I don't see that happening. $16 million. I will not opt out. <laughs> you can send me at the, if you want to send me at the end of the bench, that's fine. I'm still going to collect $16 million. Do what you need to do. I don't see him opting out. Um, there's a lot of talk about LaMarcus Aldridge not really fitting into the Spurs' plans. I can kind of see that in a way. LaMarcus Aldridge is kind of the guy who is mainly first option but san antonio they run such a tight-knit system where a guy who's i would say marcus largest is kind of ball dominant um he, he it doesn't fit it, it doesn't fit so i can see where 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 they're going with that um would i trade him yeah would i trade a lamarcus largest to get a chris paul I wouldn't trade a I wouldn't trade a Lamarcus Aldridge to potentially get a Chris Paul. Why? Because Lamarcus Aldridge is still a double double threat. Chris Paul is getting up there in age. He's he's well, he's getting up there. He wasn't really healthy last year. I mean he he he's a he's a floor general, but I don't think a Chris Paul Kawhi Leonard led San Antonio is going to lead the the Spurs. And you're gonna put them over the hump of the Warriors. So I think it would be a lot of it would be a lot of intriguing pieces that would have to move. But Chris Paul overall, I don't see him leaving the Clippers because I don't see too many teams. I see teams that need point guard help, but they're not gonna really want to look to somebody older. And plus, on top of that, Chris Paul is gonna want to play for a championship contender. I mean, he's getting laid up there in his career. He hasn't been to the finals. He's going to want to play for a team where he could potentially get to the finals. So San Antonio will be the best case scenario. He's not going to Philly. He's not going to Phoenix. He's not. I even read somewhere where Denver may be a potential destination for Chris Paul. I don't know. I like Denver's team, but I don't like them enough to be in that Western Conference elite, um, which I'm going to discuss a little later on in the show. But, um,. I don't know. Chris Paul to San Antonio may happen, man. If it does happen and they're able to keep LaMarcus Aldridge, I think that'd be a good move. I think that'd be a great move. You got a guy who can control your offense. Um, Kawhi Leonard is a killer. And then you have LaMarcus Aldridge who can be that, who can be that, that, that 
that third that third option, that second option, second third option on the team. But it's something like it's just like with um just like with Phil no Minnesota. No. Yeah, San Antonio, they have a lot. They have a lot to they have a lot to figure out in terms of players they're gonna bring back. You gotta figure out what you're gonna do with Tony Parker. He's currently hurt. 35 years old, you gotta figure he's not gonna really play as much as he once did. He's not gonna be a contributing factor to that team. Patty Mills, manager Nobly, um, Dwayne Dedman. Dwayne Dedman really stepped in and became a defensive presence for that team. And then you have to figure out what you're gonna do with Paul Gasol. So, uh, a lot of interesting, a lot of interesting dialogue, a lot of interesting things going on, going back and forth, man. So, uh, yeah, that's a. Uh, that's my news for the day. Not not real, not nothing real heavy or anything like that. Um, I just felt those were two very interesting stories that I really wanted to touch up on, man. So let's get into the episode now, man. Uh, episode number ten, got him, coach. Let's get it. Got him, coach. All right, with the Cavaliers and the Warriors making it to the finals once again, that'll be three straight years that both teams have made it to the finals. This will be, I think this will be the, the trilogy. You know how when you play Mortal Kombat, you, you know, you, when, you, when you fight, you get your first two, your first two, that's that's the one who wins. But then each one wins one. You have that last, that, that third, that final round. This is what this is. Um, so in honor of that, I decided to put together a five teams that won't be winning the championship at least next year or the next couple years but i think these five teams have the potential of becoming dominant franchises in the league maybe two three four years down the low so this is my top five potential nba's next dynasties and i'm gonna start off with number five and I might shock y'all with this one. But number five, I'm going to start out with the Phoenix Suns. Say what? Yes, I said the Phoenix Suns. Say what? The Phoenix Suns. What the hell? This is what I like about the Suns. Especially going into this offseason. I like what they have in Devin Booker and Eric Bledsoe. I think you you really have to make up your mind. I think Eric Bledsoe is is the answer at point guard. He gives you a lot of good qualities. He's a he's a good he's a capable scorer. He's a capable rebounder for someone of his size and his position. He's a good playmaker. He plays defense. That's what you need as a guard. Devin Booker, he's the flash. He's the guy who's going to put up 25. He has the potential to put up 25 to 30 points. Including that 70 point outburst that he put up against Boston in the regular season. That's what I like. TJ Warren, Marquise Chris, um, Dragon Bender. They have a lot of nice young talent in Phoenix. Now, they ha- also have Brandon Knight. Brandon Knight is a guy who could put up buckets, but it's just it's just too crowded of a of a of a backcourt. And Phoenix, you gotta really think about this. Think about this. At one point in time, Phoenix had Eric Bledsoe, Brandon Knight, and Isaiah Thomas. The same Isaiah Thomas who averaged 29 points this regular season. The same Isaiah Thomas who led the Boston Celtics to the Eastern Conference Finals. That Isaiah Thomas 
was the sixth man on the Phoenix Suns team. How about that? But um, I like what they got. They got a nice, they got a nice collection of young talent. They have a couple of assets to trade, mainly in Brandon Knight. They have cap space in about eleven million dollars, and they have the fourth overall pick, which they'll be able to fix a glaring need at small forward, potentially drafted either Josh Jackson or Jason Tatum. So. If they continue along this train of building within the draft, collecting young players and developing them, I think Phoenix could potentially step into that realm of Western Conference Elite because you really have to look at the West. One through six are really, really old. Golden State not really that old. But when you look at San Antonio, when you look at the Clippers, when you look at the Rockets, when you look at the, well, the Jazz ain't that old either. But it's, it's a lot of older teams within that elite, that top seven of the Western Conference. And, you know, you're going to have to eventually, those teams are eventually going to have to start repiling, restocking, and rebuilding. That's where Phoenix can potentially come in and take over. Number four, I'm going to go with Minnesota. Now, I think Minnesota is going to make the playoffs this coming, this coming season that's coming up. I think they're going to make the playoffs. They have, they have enough right now to make a bid for that six, seven, eight seed. They have enough right now. Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins. That's all you need to say. Those are two of the best young players in the league right now. And then you add on the fact that you have Zach Levine. Chris Dunn is going to improve. Gorgie Jang is a very good complimentary piece. They have pieces in Minnesota. The problem is they're just they're just young. They're, they're too young right now. But with youth, like with Oklahoma City, when they had the youth movement with James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and Kevin Durant, as much as you play together, the chemistry will continue to grow. And as chemistry grows, wins will grow as well. And that's why I, this is what I see with Minnesota. They have the right, I think they have the right coach in place. They have a nice draft pick. They'll be able to add to the collection of talent. I think they'll probably go power forward from Florida State, which will be a very, very good complimentary move for them. And I just think that they're going to continue to develop. And that Western Conference isn't getting any younger. Minnesota can potentially step in and become one of the Western Conference elites. Now we go to the Eastern Conference with my number three team. I'm going to go with the Philadelphia 76ers. Yes, the team that always loses will be an elite team going into the future. Here's what I like about Philly. The process. Joel Embiid. Jaleel Okafor. Dario Sarge. Ben Simmons is coming back. Now, Ben Simmons is going to play the team's point guard role. Now, that's going to be interesting. But from what the, the from what I have seen from Ben Simmons in Summer League, he has the potential of being a very, very good point guard. 6'10", you, can, you, can't, you can't beat that. You can't beat that. And, and it kind of falls in line with what NBA teams are doing now. They're putting the ball in their best playmaker's hands, and they're surrounding them with guys who can spot up and shoot. This is the same thing as what... The same thing Philly is doing right now. Ben Simmons is going to be your point guard. You're going to surround him with shooters. Now, 
Philly has the third pick in the draft. They're going to be able to add another player within that mix. And my 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 best my best bet is probably going is probably going to be Josh Jackson, the uh, forward from Kansas. But on top of that, Philly has 46 million dollars in cap space this year. 46 million. You can can you 46 million. They've been linked to Kyle Lowry. I don't I, I don't really see Kyle Lowry going there, even though he is from Philadelphia. I don't see him going there because, like I said, that's a youth movement. I don't think, and he's on the wrong side of that. Don't see Kyle Lowry going there. But $46 million. It's going to be interesting to see what Philadelphia does. But the East is very extremely weak. Extremely weak. And I think they could pluck some players. One player that I would really look at if I was Philly, I would look at Contavious Caldwell Pope from the Pistons. The Pistons are already inching close to that luxury tax. Contavious is going to want the max contract. Philly has the money to give him the max, as well as Brooklyn. But if I was KCP, I would really want to go to Philly. They have the money. They they can really offer him the money, and and Detroit will have a, a decision to make. But if that does not work, if they stand packed and just kind of say, you know what, we're kind of kind of build around what we have, they can still there. They'll still be free agent players for at least the next couple years going forward until the time where Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons contract extensions is going to come up. But they already have the pieces in place right now to make a run in a very, very weak conference. Number two, the Bucks. Now, their situation in terms of cap space is really going to be contingent on what Greg Monroe and Spencer Hawes does. Both of them are on player options. Meaning that they can either opt into their last year or they can opt out. Greg, Greg Monroe has about seven. He, he's on a $17 million uh, player option. Spencer Hawes is on a $5 million player option. But what Milwaukee has right now is they have the Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo. They have Jabari Parker. They have the seven-foot demigod Thon Maker. <laughs> they have the most... Probably one of the best second round picks to come out in the last five years, Michael Brogdon. So they have the pieces. The West, the East is weak. Jason Kidd has really proven himself to be a very, very respectable and very, very compatible head coach in this league. I think that as long as they continue to build the way that they're building, I love the way that they're building. They they kind of build, they, they have a long linking team. Be on the lookout for Chris Middleton, probably one of the most underrated superstars in the league right now. And then you have Tony Snell. They have a lot of length on their team and a lot of guys who can shoot the three. Now, as I stated, their their rebuild is kind of going to be contingent on what Greg Monroe and Spencer Hawes does. But even in the sense where Greg Monroe opts in or Spencer Hawes opts in, those those contracts come off the books next year. Or you can trade them for assets to make a run. Milwaukee was the sixth seed this year, and they gave Toronto a run for their money before Toronto ultimately beat them. So, I think Milwaukee has the potential of becoming an elite team in the Eastern Conference if they continue to build build the way that they're building. Now, my number one team is the Denver Nuggets. 
the Denver Nuggets are probably the most deep, the deepest team in the NBA. Now, Golden State is the most talented team. They have three of the, they have four of the top, I would say probably four of the top 30 players in the league. But when you look at what Denver has with Moody A, Jamal Murray, Will Barton, Gary Harris, Wilson Chandler, Gallinari, Miles Plumlee, Nikola Jokic, they have a lot of depth on their team. They, they can go two, they can go about three deep on each, in each position, which means that you have tradable assets to teams where you could potentially pick up that big name star that you want. Now, Jokic is is proven. Jokic is the, is what they're gonna build around. Jokic is Vladi Divac with with with, with <laughs> who can score. He's that he is that guy. He is that guy. I, I like what they have in Nikola Jokic as a building block. Now, Moutier has to kind of continue to develop. It's going to be interesting to see if, if he's their guard of the future. If not, you have Jamal Murray who shows flashes of being a very capable guard. You have Will Barton who's a very capable six-man. Gary Harris who could potentially develop into a really good starter. You have the, the, the steady Wilson Chandler. Danilo Gallinari is going to be a question mark. Will he resign with the Will he resign with the Nuggets? I don't see him resigning. I see him potentially going out and picking up some max money. I think he'll get some max money from somewhere, probably Brooklyn. Um, but even if he leaves, and if Miles Plumlee leaves, Denver is on the right track to becoming a very, very good dynasty. Man, I think they they have. The, if you have a big man, you build your team around your big man who can who can do the things that Nikola Jokic can do, you're gonna be alright for the next five to ten years. And I think that they they have they have it in place, man. As long as they can just keep that core together and continue to build that chemistry and the camaraderie. Camaraderie. You know what I'm trying to say. As long as they can continue to build that morale up. And that chemistry up, I think the I think the Nuggets I think the Nuggets will be one of the teams to beat in the Western Conference moving forward, man. And that's my top five, man. My top five dynasty future dynasties going forward in the NBA, man. Um Let's get into Heat of the Week now. Add some fire to your sneaker collection. This is the Heat of the Week. So I made a big mistake last week, man, and I included two pair of shoes um, in last week's Heat of the Week that I should have included in this week's Heat of the Week. So my apologies. I'm not perfect. Sue me. But um, Heat of the Week, man, I got three shoes in particular, man, that I think y'all should really check out. Y'all heard two of them last week. I'm just going to repeat them again. So, uh, yeah. Um, the first shoe that I would recommend that you check out this uh, week coming up is the Air Jordan 7 Metallic Silver and White or the Pure Monies. Now, the Air Jordan 4 Pure Monies were really, really dope. I, I, I like the colorway on that particular shoe, but the 7s, I'm not really so sure. I'm not, I'm not, really, I'm not really sold on these particular uh, shoes that are coming out this weekend. The sevens to me are just kind of basic in design wise. I feel like if you add colored like 
like different colors to really make them pop then that's what really gets the shoot to really really pop off and it's something that i would really really recommend you were popping um i think just 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 doing white and silver um those colors just kind of bland anyways i don't think it'll do anything towards the uh, appeal in turn in turn this is just me speaking that that though that particular colorway for that shoe isn't really appealing to me but i mean it's something that if you if you really want a pair i, I would recommend that you pick up a pair i mean just because i guess um me personally no cop for me but i mean i'm pretty sure that you know it'll be it'll be a, a a priority for most uh jordan hype beast fanboys out there so uh 190 dollars and they're yours man um the shoe that i mentioned last week the uh the kobe big stages those are really really dope i would definitely recommend that you go pick those up um i like the colorway the white and gold colorway that the shoe has um Kobe has some very underrated shoes in my in my opinion. I feel like he uh his shoes don't get the the pub that I think that they're that they're supposed to get. Um, so I would I'll def I would definitely recommend that you guys go pick up those uh Kobe's. Those would be something that I would definitely recommend that you go pick up pick up. $160 and those drop uh June the third. So go pick those up. Another shoe that is very very underrated in the nike nike in the nike nike in the nike catalog is the air vapor max these are more training running shoes um they're picking up some steam though the 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 look of the shoe is really really nice um as i said last week they're coming out with the the blues and the violet uh purple uh colorways for the shoes and 190 dollars and they're all yours so that would definitely be another shoe that i would recommend that you guys go pick up and those shoes will be coming out on they're coming out they're, they're coming out this week they're definitely coming out this week definitely coming out this week they're coming out on the first june 1st you'll be able to go pick those up and that has been my heat of the week man this has been a good show today i'm really really proud of myself didn't really get, get too crazy or nothing like that, you know. Just just kept it a little simple, a little short and sweet, little little short and sweet, little shelf for y'all as I sip my Mountain Dew. That's delicious. I'm your host Tyrone Smith. Let me get up out of here before I give y'all a whole 45 second commercial on how good Mountain Dew is, man. Episode number 10 has been completed episode number 11 will be dropped next week make sure you guys check that out and if you are listening to this nobody has won my five free shirt giveaway the question is still on the table the very first pair of air retro jordans i ever bought was what number answer the question man five free shirts y'all playing man free free go answer that question man get you some free shirts man got him coach episode number 10 man i'm out of here peace
Thanks for tuning in. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at GEC325. And check out our website at www.gec325.com. Tune in next week for another episode of Got Em Coach.